0: Hello and welcome to The Print Pod, our daily podcast. This is Ratan Priya and I bring you today's opinion on Uttarakhand UCC written by Vidhi Center for Legal Policies, Alok Prasanna Kumar and Varani Ji. The Uttarakhand Uniform Civil Code effectively imposes the Hindu Marriage Act 1955 and the Hindu Succession Act 1956 on the state's Muslim and Christian communities, erasing their respective religious personal laws. Such an attempt to enforce majoritarian law, Such an attempt to enforce majoritarian laws on the personal customs of minorities is not new. In fact, it was this very issue that prompted Kasturba Gandhi to join and lead her first Satyagraha in South Africa in 1913. On 14 March 1913, a judgment by Justice Malcolm Searle of the Colonial Cape Provincial Division of Supreme Court effectively invalidated all marriages that did not occur in South Africa. As an exception, the court stated that marriages performed outside South Africa would be valid if they were solemnized according to Christian rites. The judgment in Aesop v. Minister of the Interior, 1913, declared that the courts have always set their faces against recognition of these so-called Mohammedan marriages as legal unions, emphasizing that marriages fundamentally opposed to their principles shall not be recognized, thus implying that the basis of valid marriages should be the Christian faith. M.K. Gandhi, in his book Satyagraha in South Africa, writes that the judgment was terrible and degraded women to the rank of concubines with no inheritance rights for their heirs. Gandhi further wrote that since there was never a formal registration of ordinary marriages in India, religious ceremonies were relied upon to solemnize marriages. He argued that the same must apply to Indians in South Africa and their customs and practices must not be called to question. The judgment deeply agitated the Indians in South Africa and led to the 1913 revival of the Satyagraha. Their demand, among other things, was to legalize marriages performed according to non-Christian rites. The Satyagrahis in South Africa protested against the court's ruling, but it was not just MK Gandhi who led the Satyagraya. Kasturba Gandhi, agitated and appalled by the de-recognition of her own marriage, led a protest that resulted in her imprisonment for three months along with four other women who joined the fight. Kasturba-led movements sought recognition for marriages that neither occurred in the land of South Africa nor followed Christian rights. This marked the first time when Kasturba and other women joined a political fight, viewing it as a matter of their honour. The circumstances that led Kasturba to join Satyagraha are instructive. When Gandhi informed her about the judgment, she immediately grasped its implications. She told Gandhi that according to the laws of South Africa, she was not recognized as his wife and that she wanted to leave the country if it did not acknowledge their marriage. Gandhi responded that leaving would not resolve the issue and that doing so would be cowardly. Undeterred, Kasturba decided that if she couldn't leave the territory, she would join the struggle as it was a question of the sanctity of the marriage and the difficulties associated with it. Despite Gandhi's belief that resisting and facing imprisonment wouldn't be easy, many women joined the movement after Kasturba's involvement. It was the first time Kasturba had engaged in political activism and it later paved the way for her efforts in the Indian independence movement. Along with three women and eight men, Kasturba crossed state borders to urge mine workers to strike and join the movement. They were caught and sentenced to three months' hard labour. However, this did not deter the movement and more women joined. Kasturba suffered greatly in Maritzburg prison. When she was released, her condition shocked everyone. The Satyagraha ultimately led to the Smuts-Gandhi Agreement, which recognized marriages performed outside South Africa, although polygamous marriages were still not acknowledged. Gandhi viewed it as a limited but significant step forward. What deeply offended Kasturba and prompted her political action was not merely the disregard for the intricacies of Shastric Hindu law by Justice Searle, but rather the affront to her dignity as a married woman that she perceived in the judgment. Similar to the Uttarakhand UCC, the Aesop judgment was supremist and demeaning to the customs and practices of minorities. Matters of personal law and custom, while not always necessarily beneficial for women, also hold deep significance for them in terms of their personal and spiritual lives. Any effort to reform personal laws to protect women's rights must take this meaning into account. Unfortunately, the Uttarakhand UCC bill takes the same approach as the high-handed and racist judicial system of colonial South Africa. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to catch our flagship podcast, Cut the Clutter, every weekday with our founder and editor-in-chief, Shekhar Gupta. I am Ratan Priya in Delhi. Follow the print for more such analysis.